0: This time of year, oh, the holly, oh, the scented candles, oh, the glorious warm spiced nuts, how we thrilled to the holiday season. And if you were around in the early 1600s, it would not be uncommon on a night such as this, full of squalls, to hear the contented sounds of a woman in pleasure. What ecstasy is this, you might wonder, as you scrape the ice from your wooden wagon wheels, the wagon full of dense breads and cheeses you've wrapped for your nephews, who you only see once a year and can never remember how old they are. Any age is the right age for cheese, you tell yourself, and are satisfied with this answer. No, that joyous, whooshing, cooing sound is that made by a lady who has finished her baking of scones and the beating of rugs who finally has a moment next to a roaring fire she's made herself by setting ablaze the broken bits of what remaining furniture pieces she has from her inheritance, sipping from a cracked earthen mug full of Seaver's Pine Sap Tea, yes, a staple around Scottish homes for more than 400 years. Seaver's Pine Sap Tea was a drink of choice. If you were a horned-up spinster, a blind widower or the person who forgot to wash his holiday kilt and now has to wear his casual khaki kilt to Lady Argus's pagan stone-raising ceremony. Not quite a liquid, and not quite a solid. It's a piney stew you can chew all throughout the day. Made from fresh pine sap, rainwater collected in a wooden trough, a sprinkle of crushed pine cones, and fermented yeast, all pressed through a sheep's bladder full of bog moss. There's nothing like it. And oh, I wish I had a mug of pine sap right now. Like kombucha, but worse. In the end, whatever is in your glass, I hope it fills you with the warmth of the season. I've tried to make my own version of this ancient family recipe, and I can tell you, it hurts to swallow. But it has made certain things suddenly very clear, like this normally invisible portal that I know will lead us to the deep night. Oh, friends, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm so pleased to be your jolly old guru and guide as we traverse this strange land of the deep night. Yes, it's 4 a.m. Time for some regrets and revelations as we close out the year. I'm on a fiscal year, so technically my year really ends in May. But anyway, we come to you tonight as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and the Gowanus Canal shimmers and shines with holiday magic all aglow from the trash fires and chemical spills that delight this time of year. Galinda and I celebrated our couple's Christmas down by the Gowanus already, exchanging our gifts of silk robes, hammock reinforcement brackets, new crystal pouches, and white noise machines. We also got a couple's getaway planned for the new year, but I can't tell you where, just at the moment, on account of Galinda's keen sense of privacy. I get it. We're kind of a big deal in the wellness community, and we don't want people storming through southern Vermont just for an energy reading. I do want to give an audio acknowledgement to a fan out there in the Instaverse, a young person. You know, I have a Bernie-like appeal with the youth. This person uh, gave me a follow... And so I gave a follow-back, as is the custom, and in doing so I had a marvellous set of photos of this young person dressed in the high black turtleneck and owl necklace fashion that is so popular among the Deep Night set. So, Audrey, my thanks to you. It means the world that you are so taken with our programme and the project here to spread light and love to all four corners of the multiverse.'" "'If anyone else wants to dress as me and look rather enlightened "'in a black turtleneck and owl necklace, you should. "'And then send me a photo, and we'll post it. I promise. "'Oh, how the encouragement of a very specific kind of podcaster cosplay "'fuels me to continue. And continue we must. "'Are you ready for the holidays? "'Are you wrapped, packed, and puckered beneath a mistletoe? "'Do people still do mistletoe any more?' "'It seems like in this day and age mistletoe would be cancelled. "'A hanging sack under which you're forced to lay mouths upon each other? "'I say thee, nay. "'You know, that's got me thinking. "'What other Christmas things should be cancelled this year? <laughs> "'Cause we can do it. "'That's all the rage, isn't it? Cancelling things.' I finally called and canceled my international mail catalog, because I began to realize that maybe that was not the only source of high-quality men's undergarments, and I think I prefer to wear shirts with my soft trousers, at least more often than the fellows in that publication. And there were some good-looking fellows in there. (laughs) But ultimately, I'm more of a Sedona living kind of guy. Linen pants, high necks, no mocks. Anyway, what holiday thing should we take off the board with our cancel sticks? Elf on a shelf is an obvious one. Now, what with Russia, China, and the NSA up to no good listening in on us through our smart blenders, I'm deeply suspect of these elves' motives and their clothing choices. But most of all, who gave you permission to gaze upon me, little one? It's called consent. Learn it. Always observing everything, seeing our holiday comings and goings, and for what? No! If I see a small creature tucked away on a shelf such as this, and I— see them often, because Gary Dunraker has one in each of his massage rooms. He's nuts for the things, but I tell them they're not that relaxing. And I tell you what I do when I go in there. I put a little piece of black electrical tape over their eyes, <laughs> like I do with my web camera and the phone part of my fax machine. Elf on the shelf, but the shelf is the trash, and you are inside it. Well, let's talk about the X in Xmas. People who use this, who hurts you? What are you hiding? Are you embarrassed about something? Okay, you're not into Christ, fine. But let's go further. Does the X suggest some adult themes that you want to explore in a safety circle with myself and perhaps one other couple? Oh, that's okay, we can do that. I'm very available to coach you through it, with or without oils. I have a Spotify playlist full of erotic bell arrangements I'm happy to share. But don't keep avoiding your impulses with this X. Don't cut yourself off. Any holiday can be a time for a sensual celebration of the flesh. Speak your truth and get ready to explore physical and emotional boundaries in a wood-paneled basement. Okay, now in the spirit of radical honesty, the immaculate conception, please, for the love of a good shepherd, why are we... Hiding the obvious here. Two people had sexual relations. If you're Jewish, those two people were Mary and Joseph, and that's the end of it. If you're Christian, well, then we start to get a little in the weeds that way. But let's not say the baby just got there. Can you imagine God in the room? Wow, what do we have here? How did you... (laughs) He has my eyes. I mean, how did we—not that you're not an attractive young woman, but why would—I could never— Let's not rob Mary of her agency in wanting to have a child with God. I watched this Watchmen show on the HBO, and gods can be very well endowed. God was probably very good-looking in his younger days— like when people post photos of Hot Santa, and he's a good-looking fella in a plaid suit with a long beard. I totally understand. Go get it, Mary. But let's be honest with each other about our bodies and how they work. You need a dingle-dangle in a hot pot, and you gotta uh, do a little lambada. <laughs> Baby's out of nowhere. No, sir. The kids in Frosty. Well, Okay. Now, I'm going to suggest that you take a moment and crack open a book, and I'm going to say a word I want you to really think about, and that word is ethics. Are we bringing a life into the world only to end it? And when I say we, I mean you. Are you comfortable having this clearly low-functioning, possibly-on-the-spectrum snow creature alive for a day, only to watch him melt into a puddle in the street? You made that life. The extinguishing of that same life, that's on you. And you, uh, and probably in conjunction with your spiritual guidance counselor, need to examine your choices in life. I encourage you to volunteer or to help your community in some meaningful way this holiday season. Go to a soup kitchen. Don't conjure a spirit only to watch it evaporate before your eyes. And, Frosty, stand up for yourself. Do not go quietly into that dark night rage. And maybe think about appearing (laughs) somewhere cooler. (laughs) where once you were brought into this world, you can stay for a while and understand what it is like to live your best snow life. I only want the best for you, Frosty. The children want you dead, and so uh, they're canceled. You know, I'm beginning to think this whole holiday is problematic. Polar bears drinking Coke? Polar bears are diabetic. That's irresponsible and unrealistic. Now, the next one is difficult. Live trees. I love the smell of fresh pine. "'which is why I burn pine incense "'and have several pine-scented candles "'placed throughout the home. "'I wear 100% natural and organic pine deodorant. "'My Christmas tree, however, is metal, "'a shiny silver tinsel tree "'with a few homemade ornaments "'and a string of popcorn for the mice "'and me to nibble. "'Trees, you understand, have feelings. "'Cutting one down to watch it curl and drop its needles in the heat of your apartment while you're cutting off that tree from the Parliament of Trees and its vast network of underground roots, the very roots through which all life communicates and shares its ancient knowledge of the forest. Now, if you must be near a live tree, try going out and living in a tree instead. Several of your neighbors probably have live trees that are big enough for you to take shelter in for a period of days or even weeks. I spent a fair amount of my 20s living and working in a tall pine overlooking a burger joint in Oakland, California. You'll never forget your first night sleeping in a tree. Live Christmas trees no longer an option. Finally, and this one is personal, hating on the little drummer boy. I don't know when or why this started. Some celebrity, I guess, called this song simple, and then it snowballed from there building to a throbbing animosity towards the most gentle anthem of giving. This song, dear listener, is a masterpiece. I remember very clearly the days spent as a young boy on a cold Pennsylvania morning, opening my advent calendar. It was paper, no treats or anything, just the joy in knowing that time was progressing. And I would sit on the floor near a hi-fi system and rifle through the holiday albums kept in the cabinet beneath the record player. And I knew to look for the blue album with the stars and the little boy on the cover and then I would drop the needle and be transported to the cold night in the desert, each pa pa pum taking me further into that magical pa pa place. Why, hello there. That's quite a drum. I wouldn't expect a snare drum to be in use this far back, but <laughs> I was thinking maybe a more regionally appropriate drum, like a tar or a dumbrek, something more goat-skin cover. No offense to the goat uh, there. Well... <laughs> I get that you're not much for words. Prefer to speak through the old rump up -up pums Although, now that I'm here, I hate to point this out, but the rhythm is much more complicated, maybe more of a uh, doom-teka, than than what you're uh, commonly known for. Uh, You know, now I'm clamoring for a period-accurate version of this song. (laughs) You know, where are your parents? They let you just kind of drum around here in total darkness? I mean... Okay, there's the star. But, uh, hey, how did you know how to go to the, you know, the, oh, the night wind. The night wind, of course. Yes, I remember now. <laughs> the night wind was talking to you. The only thing that it told me was to put on a scarf. <laughs> Maybe some earmuffs. <laughs> but uh, well, I hope you're warm enough in the shorts. It is December. I'm just going to follow you. Oh, I love disappearing into that strange world of biblical times, even if only in my mind. So old and full of sand. So much that the composer of Little Drummer Boy really didn't think through. But regardless of facts, because it's the Bible, and the holidays, let's return to the idea that this song is somehow bad. It's not! The Trap family singers were the first ones to record it and make it a hit, and the Traps knew a thing or two about hit-making and escaping Nazis. The beauty of the song is that almost anyone can cover it, and you just end up with more great. Lou Rawls, the definitive version in my book. Uh, Marlena Dietrich, uh, in German, as Der Trommelmann. And, of course, my favorite singer, Canada's Nightingale. Celine before Celine, anne Murray. Her version is what dreams are made of. Now, the story of this song, the story is so powerful. It's this. Sometimes you have creative people in your life, and they don't have much money. So they don't bring gifts, per se, to the tree-trimming gathering. They bring a painting, or a pie, or a mixtape of recent poetry they've read at some underground cafe. And while you don't really want it, you take it. Because you're a kind person, and you support the arts in theory— But if someone gives you a painting, you have to frame it and put it up when they come over because otherwise they will feel low and they think you don't like their work and maybe they're actually a failure just like they've been telling themselves since art school which they still have not paid off and the heat is no longer on in their apartment but they use the stove to warm the place for a few hours just before bed so their nose is a little less cold and the air doesn't sting their lungs and how is anyone ever going to see their work or even their potential because what is a curator anyway how do you become part of the expensive gallery Scene if you can't afford to eat anything but hot dog buns and dry cocoa packets. That's the little drummer boy.' A struggling musician with very little means, probably hoping that in addition to celebrating a totally normal birth in a barn, that maybe, just maybe, someone will have a coin or two to drop his way. Maybe they'll take the papyrus business cards he stuffed into his desert pants for spontaneous gigs such as this. Or maybe the hotel has like a bar area and he could play there. The point is, don't knock this song. It's about one of the earliest hustlers out there. And that's what it takes to make it in showbiz. Hate on this song and you're hating on every guy handing you a CD on the street full of his music and then telling you to pay for it. You're not even that into hip-hop. But again, you support the arts. Just from a distance. But, Dale, what about some things that can stay, that aren't offensive or dragging us down or rob people of agency and are completely an, uh, not an expression of white privilege? Well, let's see what we can keep. Non-dairy eggnog. Hemp stockings. That's it. So enjoy a cup of cheer and get ready to unload whatever's dropped in your socks of Mary Jane. I have some great new socks used to be that that was kind of a bad thing to get, you know, at Easter, Christmas, or I imagine Hanukkah. But for me now, I'm prime sock-receiving age. I enjoy the comfort of having two of anything. That's the Libra in me. I like balance. If you go back through my Instagram, you'll see lots of pairs and well-balanced images. That's a true expression of how I like to keep things perfectly aligned at all times. I wish I was as successful at that in all of my areas— But let's face it, sometimes marriage and relationships are hard. Sometimes things get way out of balance and the rest of your year is spent scurrying back to the other side of the ship to try to keep the whole thing from sinking. Now, a good way to find balance is to reflect. So how about we take a little look back, a year in review. Let's look at 2019 through a unique perspective, mine Luckily, I got a journal last year for the solstice, a gift from Tom and Linda Bredell. It's a beautiful thing, covered in green leather with an owl imprinted on the cover, little gold letters that say, Thought Book. I made a joke about thought books, but no one got it, on account of their age and lack of participation in the thirst trap community. But I made a pledge I would write down a little something about uh, each day, a precious memory, like a blog, but in real space. I don't know what you'd call that. So let's see what was happening on day one, january first. Woke up in the downstairs bedroom of Glinda's parents' house. The upstairs was too hot again. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. And they have sheets made of yak hair that does not breathe. Sleeping in the buff trying to stay cool, and the night before I spilled icing on my silk sleep pants, so I had no choice. Pack light, I always say, this was fine until her mother Dottie walked in. "'Her shrieking woke me up, and in a panic to grab the gravity blanket near me, "'I knocked over the glass angel display she had arranged on the coffee table, "'spreading tiny slivers of angel all over the floor and under the recliner. "'She told me not to move, which I begged her to reconsider "'as she fumbled to detach the dustbuster from the wall charging station, "'and then went at cleaning up all the glass with a fury and focus "'I'd rarely seen outside the Esselin Institute on Bring Your Partner to Meditation Day.' I did as I was told and knelt on the couch in the same outfit baby Jesus was wearing when he came into the world, the original birthday suit, unless you count Adam and Eve, but I'm not clear they celebrated birthdays, whereas I know Jesus celebrated his, you never hear the end of it. When Dottie finished, she ran her hand over the carpet, and I guess seeing as how she wasn't bleeding, she could tell everything was fine. Then she looked back at me, then quickly up at the ceiling, and then scurried off. I gathered the gravity blanket around my middle, which was not easy because those things are heavy, and went up to tell Galinda what had happened and grab a new pair of lounging pants. Wow! That was a big way to start the year. <laughs> I can't wait for day two. Okay, here it is. So much nog. Head hurts. Room spinning. I wet myself a little on the way to the bathroom. Oh, dear. Galinda stayed out and has not come back yet. We met some of her energy healer friends at a backyard spa and grill for some holiday conviviality, and for the first hour or so no one said anything. They just silently exchanged energy fields. After thirty minutes I started on the eggnog, then the rum, and then I don't know what happened. Sorry, had to stop for a second, just came back. Apparently I called Dottie and she came to get me. According to her, we uh, talked a lot on the ride home in her Kia Sportage. She keeps smiling at me and saying that maybe next year there'll be some grandchildren to celebrate with. I don't know if she plans on kidnapping some kids or what, but Galinda's ten years my senior, and I'm already pretty senior, so whatever we talked about in my rum-induced energy field stupor must have been pure fantasy. I would never express a desire to have children, not after what happened with Jinny. Oh, this might be why journals aren't read aloud. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, looks like I skipped a day or two. Ah, okay. Uh, SF Sketchfest. What a time we had. Janine Garofalo is so kind. She was genuinely touched that I offered 20 bucks to be on the show. She killed, even with a fellow asleep in the front row. I told her that was kind of my signature move. There's always an elderly gentleman dozing at all my shows. <laughs> well, that's actually true. All right, another Oh, looks like a journal drought here. Uh, February, uh, March, uh, Easter. Easter in Iceland. I'm a little worried about the snowmobile. Hope I don't meet any of the wee folk. Someone keeps eating my chocolate dried fish snacks. (laughs) Well, and then... Let's see. Blank, 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 blank. Ah, yep, here we go. Sorry for the long dry spell. Got real busy there with shows and trips to Venice and Palm Springs and Birmingham and Austin. Anyway, not much to write about. All going about the same. More soon, remember, AAA batteries for the salt lamp flashlight. Well, this is exactly like a blog, isn't it? One page was just wet marks from tears. Another had a pressed flower in it from our trip to New Orleans. I'd wanted to give it to Galinda, but she had to rush off to work with a client, and so I never got the chance. Back at it, ah, helping a young man named Brett Davis on his TV show. This is it. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't it. And now he's on a big show, and I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm still on this show, which is my show, and uh, not really a show at all. And then a few pages are torn out. Uh, I don't, don't recall what happened to them. I don't remember tearing anything out, so that's interesting. Okay. Well, it's been a fun and productive year, and I hope it has been for you, too. <laughs> you know, when I think about all the decades I've been a part of, <laughs> well, let's see. Ranking them best to worst, I'd say. Aughts, most fun, started to wise up, started this program. Divorce was finalized. The 70s, decent, unremarkable, formative, slept through the bicentennial parade. But instinctively knew Carter was getting a bad rap. The 1990s, a real mixed bag. But I felt things more than I ever had, so it ranks a little higher than it should. The 80s. mm, I'm not proud of anything that happened during this time, other than placing first in the National Science Olympiad. And the 20-teens probably, uh, well, that should probably be first, uh, it's just so close. I think I need a little space before I know how things really were over the last 10 years. I've I've also done some time travel over the years, but really those things are for me. Uh, and, and for me, they happen in the present day, so I'm not counting them. Because if I started to think about, well, yeah, it's best not to think about time travel at all. Oh... As we enter this next period of transition, though, perhaps it's wise to consider a few ways to keep up a self-care regimen while you're on the road or spending time with family. So here's some ideas. Set time to float. Fill your bathtub with water and lots of Epsom salts till you can get the right balance for a home float. Now turn off the lights, set up your portable white noise machine, and send out a group text letting everyone know not to bother you for the next hour to two hours then spend the next 45 minutes responding to the group text and then trying to ignore it as it vibrates and chirps away sporadically with family members chiming in about various ways in which you already resemble a float, mocking your meditation practice, and letting you know that they wish they had time to float in mom and dad's bathtub, but they have actual responsibilities and couldn't get time off and hope you're happy, but they're exhausted and, you know what, forget it, they're not coming up for taco night. And finally, I hope you sink. Ah. There's nothing like relaxing at a loved one's home where everything is not where you would put it and all the sodas are diet. So pack a thermos. It doesn't need to have a crystal in it, but it wouldn't hurt. And remember to hydrate throughout the day and night. Just always be drinking water. And if someone asks you about your life or how your marriage is going or how's the radio show, take a sip. Keep drinking until they get distracted or move on to other subjects. If you can be in a space where there are a lot of children and or pets... That's ideal, because you never have to really talk about anything, and you can just sink into the chaos. Make some kombucha. It's so fun to get the whole family involved in a project, and brewing up some kombucha is a great way to have lots of people curious about it and then wander off as the process takes an extremely long time. So it feels like you're connecting, but really you can just relax in solitude in the basement or garage and look out of the woods and fields and think... How few regrets the animals must have, just surviving and being rewarded for following their instincts. Mm. Sign up for classes at the local yoga studio. One, you're going to meet some new people, hip people, people you don't know, or people you went to high school with who are now really keeping it together. Even though the last time you checked on Facebook, they were in some kind of downward spiral that had them working at a Canadian coffee headquarters and posting Vague status updates that seemed to indicate that they were either being held captive or having emergency surgery, or both. But clearly things were not going well for them. But now here they are, super positive and aggressively into yoga. Your real motive in joining the studio was to convince your family that you do in fact care about your body, and their subtle hints about your weight have not gone unnoticed. But also maybe they can lay off a bit knowing that you live in a big city and things are stressful and takeout is plentiful. And because it's across town, you get a little more self-time, which is essential for self-care. Self-care should ideally be done in total isolation. Visit your old haunts. Get in the car with a loved one to show them all the fun places you used to hang out when you were a teen, only to discover that most of them have been torn down. See there? See there? That used to be a bowling alley. Where the L.A. Fitness is now used to be a great bookstore where you could also buy CDs. The art supply store is a dollar store now, and this is where I had my first job at the T-shirt printing company, which is now a hookah joint, with a picture of Simba from the Lion King smoking a hookah with a pig, and it says, Hookah Matata. If you can stifle your tears at how quickly the landscape of your youth has been so thoroughly plowed over, maybe take a visit to the Kmart which is closing in eight days. Wander the empty aisles with a few stacks of sweatshirts and the odd novelty Minnie Mouse item. These aisles where you used to comb through action figure stacks to find just the right one while sipping on a cherry icy as you waited for your mother to finish trying on a sweater or put something on layaway that we'd have to come back for later, visiting each week till it was paid off. Remember now, under the cruel light of the overheads, with no music playing and hardly anyone there, how you used to thrill to see the blue light special illuminate an obscure section of the store, always hoping it would be toys and not tools, but it was always tools. Or lady pajamas. Never toys. The smell of plastic, of new things, and popcorn from the little cafe where you ate if you were running late and Dad was working late and Mom didn't have time or money for anything else and she once paid for your burger at Burger King using a bag of dimes and pennies. And in that searing moment you knew you were poor, like really poor, and you swore never to be poor again and never pay for anything, using only change. Yes, revisit these happy places if you're in your hometown and really get in touch with some feelings there. Oh, my. The holidays are a time for healing, aren't they? You get a little stressed out, and then if you just follow some of these simple steps, or you have your own routine, well, then you're set to go streaming into that new year full of excitement and optimism and just general relief that you get to come back to your regular life without the ghosts of your past dragging on you and pulling you under, like Christmas Carol, but my ghosts are an abandoned Kmart, a weird lady at a yoga studio, and my in-laws teasing me about medicinal baths. Well, I'm no Scrooge, but I will be scaling back all the gifts this year. Oh, I do hope you have a wonderful time of it. We must make it through. We must. And then we'll all get back together next year and do some fun things together, like group journaling, sound baths. We gift exchanges, which feature mostly natural soaps your family gets you because they really can't think of anything else, and they know that you like things to be organic because one time you asked if the turkey was organic. Anywho, uh, we will see you in the new year. Uh, Thank you. To everyone who has listened to this program, who has come out to a live show, who has written a note, who has posed in a photograph dressed as me, for making this last decade so memorable, I hope that you will look to the website for information about some upcoming live shows. We're really only doing four. Uh, There's a show at SF Sketchfest, and then we'll be back at the Slipper Room, so uh, be sure and catch one of them before I disappear (laughs) into the ether, or or goddess knows what's going to happen. And uh, for the last time in 2019, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley, Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro, Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by Harvestworks here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening, and this season... I encourage you all to leave your portals open.